Hello and welcome to another episode of Radio Teco News. My name is Monty Rossetti. On this episode, I get to speak to our very own Mara Cavallaru. Mara and I talk about the Brazilian legend who recently passed away, Pelé. We discuss the impact he had not only on Mara's home country of Brazil, but the world as one of the first global sports icons. Thank you for listening to Radio Teco. We want to continue to be connected to our community, so please leave us a rating and review. There's a great chance your review will be read on a future episode. All right, I'm here with my good friend Mara. Uh, we're here to talk a little bit about uh, some people would say it's kind of a, a, a rivalry. Um, you know, Argentina Brazil. Uh, I have family from Argentina, Mara from Brazil. Um, but we, in the last few months and maybe the last few years, we've seen this coming together. Um, a few years ago, when uh, soccer legend from Argentina, Maradona, passed away. There was a lot of tributes from the Brazilian side. And then, right before the end of 2022, uh, Pelé passed away. And the same from Argentina to Brazil. And then we kind of wanted to reflect on this this moment of, um, I think, in, in all ways, sports does bring a lot of people together. But realistically, it also brings a lot of people apart. There's a lot of, you know, fights that happen, and, and soccer is well known for being that. But we wanted to talk about the unification um, between these two countries. Uh, who have a history in so many other ways, not only from the sports, but from politics to rich culture. Um, and we wanted to kind of touch touch into all that here. Uh, but Mara, as always, um, amazing work that you do with El Tecolote. But my first question I wanted to bring in as the, uh, as the, the, the local representative of Brazil, what did Pele mean to you? <laughs> That's funny, yeah. We're Teco's resident... South Americans, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I assume, Monty, the same way that you grew up being taught Maradona was the best in the world, I grew up learning that that was Pele. And he was an idol, he was a champion. I remember the stories my step-grandpa would tell me about how how amazing he was, how when he beat a team, their fans would give him a standing ovation because that's how beautifully he played and so he was this reference point in a lot of ways also because I played soccer for most of my life um in freshman year of high school actually my friend printed out the picture of Pelé uh, after beating Italy in the 1970 the one with his fist in the air it's a pretty iconic photo and um he like circled Pelé and Jahizinho and wrote, like, drew arrows and wrote, you and me. And I had that picture taped on uh, the wall of my high school bedroom. So he was the very best for me, you know, in the sport that I most loved. Yeah, and, and how did you feel then? Um, or, or, yeah, what was your first, your first moments after hearing that he had passed away? How did that affect you? Um, 
and and obviously we'll go into what I see as a whole, but let's talk about how did it affect you seeing this this icon uh, pass away? I was thinking a lot about this, and I think you know someone's really famous when the whole world can answer where they were when that person died. So, like, where were you when JFK or MLK or Michael Jackson died, you know? And for Belet, I was actually in Brazil this winter. So I was in Brazil when he died. And I remember seeing the breaking news, the red banner on the TV. And it said, Adeus ao rei, which means goodbye to the king. And I didn't even look at the photo on the screen. You know, I just saw the text and I already knew who that was, what had happened. And... Even though we knew this was coming, right? He was he was sick. I remember I gasped. I like I remember I put my hand over my heart and I was like, Meu Deus, like my God. Um and I just felt really disoriented afterwards. And I didn't talk for a while and you know, I was crying and it was this a scary sort of reckoning with death because like what do you do when the most famous person from your country dies I mean for me I thought about my own mortality it was a reminder of that and um yeah another sort of like personal story or thought that I was having was um, this connection between Bella and my step-grandpa because my step-grandpa also passed away shortly after World Cup 2018. Brazil had also just lost after a quarterfinal. Um, he also died of cancer. And I had this really vivid memory of being in his hospital room and uh, we were watching the World Cup and he was pacing around the room talking about how nobody compared to Belay and how impressive he was. So there was that connection too. But yeah, I didn't I didn't talk for at least an hour and then when I did, I was with my parents and when we sort of finally talked, uh we had our first conversation ever about what it means to die which sorry if that's morbid but like for the first time instead of you know trying to think about and process what it means to grieve someone we were thinking about what it means to go you know and that's a really hard conversation I think it's really meaningful and I was thinking about it for a long time afterwards that the person that made us have that conversation was Bella. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm curious how you how you felt, Monty, when you heard the news, and how you felt when uh, Maradona died. Yeah, a, a lot of the same. Um, you made a lot of you know similar points. Um, first off, I did want to note that we do talk a lot about you know you're an icon when you're known by your first name, like Kobe. Um, but come on, you're, you're known when, as an icon when you're, like when you say the king. Like, and, and I know here LeBron James, people say the king. But in the soccer world, which is 
the the bigger the bigger than most of the world when you say ore like it's it's Pele, which just shows you the iconic statue that he had uh, and still has um but to your your question um yeah i remember as a, a t- typical problem here in san francisco you have to move your car all the time <laughs> i was moving my car uh and i uh after i moved my car i checked my phone and i got an, i saw an alert saying that um Maradona passed away and and yeah it, it was um I remember going home and, 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 and kind of uh, checking whatever I could, any kind of news I could, any kind of updates to see, like, is this true? Uh, the point that you made, too, of this this icon of your country, you know, um, it really actually just makes me pretty emotional because something that I grew up with, especially being, a you know, I identify as Latino, but here in the Bay Area, there really isn't a lot of Argentinians, so people don't really know what Argentina is, if you're not really into soccer, even less, you know. Um, but this person, Maradona, was somebody who put Argentina on the map. And, and to the same point that you made, when he passed away, um, it was everyone's talking about Maradona. Even hearing uh, English players that Maradona played against in the, in the famous 1986 World Cup where Argentina beat England, and there was this rivalry, hand of God, all this stuff that happened. Even hearing English players from there, them talk about, you know, even though that he touched the ball with his hand and everything, but they still respected this guy and they still knew that this guy was the greatest, at least in their generation. And and to hear that, you know, it's it is what puts your country on the map because Argentina and, and Brazil too aren't, you know, the the talked about countries like the United States is or or you know a lot of the European nations are. Um, so when you see someone that you can grasp and, and to your to your other point of of uh, you know what happens at the end of life because Maradona died younger than than Pele. Um, Maradona definitely lived a lifestyle where, it, you know, he didn't do himself a lot of favors. Um, you know, to to if he wanted to live a longer life, he was definitely had his addictions and and definitely had his 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 downside, um, as a lot of human beings have. Um, but it was still a a huge surprise when when he passed away, and. And yeah, unfortunately, um, you know, when it happens, it makes you think the same things, which may, maybe not unfortunately, but fortunately, where you, you think about your own, you know, your own life, what are you doing in your life? And, and then all, at the same time, what happens at the end of your life? And how will you be remembered too? Um, those are definitely uh, a talking points that I had with, with those close to me. Um, but yeah, no, that's very, very relatable to what you talked about. And, and I, I think the message that we wanted to kind of have here throughout this episode too is, um, we both come from countries that, yeah, are, are um, soccer crazy countries um, who, I mean, the amount of times that Brazil has made me upset because you guys beat us and, and it's times where I'm just like in a final of a Copa America and I'm just like, not again, like, what is, we can't do this. And, but at the same time, I mean, I'll, I'll go on record and say it's honestly as an Argentinian an honor to be Brazil's rival because Brazil has won the most World Cups, Brazil. So most people that don't even know about soccer, when you think of Brazil, you think of the beautiful game and, and Joga Bonito and all that stuff. So at least for Argentina to, to be able to be at that level where we can be the rivals of, of this powerhouse is, is a nice thing. Um, and, and to respect, you know, the players and, and, and just not, it's not even just, the, you know, the players, but it's, it's, it goes further than that. It goes into the culture and it goes into what represents Brazil. And that's, that's leads into my next question. For you, how did Pele rep- represent Brazil? He he definitely lived in an era where there was a lot of issues going on in Brazil, um, politically, um, and 
and yeah i mean he was this icon so how in your in your mindset did he uh represent the country of brazil yeah well i'm 22 so obviously everything i know comes from stories uh or from listening and reading and watching documentaries um but from all that i can say it's pretty clear how much he meant to brazil first um placing the country on that world stage um like you said um for us to be the best because he was the best and the other way around and for our crack for our hey to be afro-brazilian and to have the background that he did so many people saw and see themselves in him um at the same time though i'm glad you brought up politics because i wouldn't feel right if i didn't talk about the ways in which bella didn't represent the many brazilians who were fighting against dictatorship so if you're listening and you don't know in 1970 when brazil won the world cup there was a dictatorship in power um, and it stayed in power until 1985 and the the documentary pele the one directed by um, Trihorn and Nichols talks about this, about how the team's coaches were almost all military and how the win was exploited by Mandisi, who was the dictator at the time. And there were a lot of leftists and journalists and all sorts of Brazilians who were rooting against Brazil in 1970 because they knew that a win would be exploited by the military. And it was. And um, then there was Pelé, who met with Medici before the World Cup, and they hugged. And in some ways, he was an ambassador for that regime that was killing, disappearing, torturing people. And, yeah, I just, I, I felt sad watching the documentary because when the interviewers asked this, this older Bella about that he doesn't apologize and when he's asked about his experience of the dictatorship he says almost too honestly um, he says o futebol continua igual para nós não teve muita diferença pelo menos para mim não teve muita diferença nenhuma which means soccer stayed the same so for us there was no difference at least for me there was like no difference at all um, so that's a lot to sit with in terms of his legacy also. And, um, there is a photo of him from years later that says, Diretas Ja, um, which is direct elections now. Um, the photo's from 1984, I believe. And then, so 1985 was Return to Democracy. So it's a little bit too little too late um and when thinking about his legacy i just imagine the hero he could have been when he said if he had sided with the people back in 1970 right or if he had if he had at least acknowledged that that's what he should have done you know later in life um so that's the the other side of him a little bit less well-known side and 
it'll be there no matter how much we want it we wish it went differently but um yeah at the same time he'll always be a legend he'll always be he'll always be the king That's interesting that he was wearing that shirt, uh, the, the the jersey that said uh, "Direct Elections Now," as you mentioned in 1984. Um, what does you know the jersey? What's the symbolism behind behind the jersey uh, for you currently for 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 Barasid? Yeah, it's wild because I had no idea that the national team jersey, our yellow soccer jersey, had once been the symbol of the democratization movement in the 80s because right now it has a very different meaning um and something about that history of the jersey makes it particularly offensive and terrible i think that bolsonaro supporters have co-opted it to represent support for a far-right ex-president who has openly admired the dictatorship like if you see the photos of the attempted coup everyone's wearing the jersey um and that sucks but the fact that it used to have this other political meaning is symbolic in and of itself the way they've co-opted this national symbol um on the other hand though when i when i learned a little bit more about the history of the jersey it it also gave me some hope that it could go back to having a different meaning um because I went four years without wearing my collection. And I'm sure Monty, you like get it and you have a huge collection of gear too. But I had all these jerseys that my grandma gave me, my mom gave me, my family gave me. And I didn't wear them for the whole Bolsonaro presidency because they made me feel sick. They made me feel bad. Um, and this World Cup after Lula won was the first time that I started wearing my jerseys again but sort of hesitantly and I still feel a little unsure because I don't feel like they've been redefined yet and I'm hoping that it will it will happen that they'll go back to this you know the, the original meaning that they had and when I was covering the Brazilian elections for Teco I went to the consulate in San Francisco and I spoke to this woman, Guadalupe, who was wearing the yellow and green jersey, our jersey, but the name on the back was Lula and the jersey number was 13, which is the number of the PT, the workers' party that, you know, Lula represents. And um, I'll just read what, what she said to me, translate into English, because I thought it was it was really beautiful and really hopeful. She said... Um, as she was walking me through her thought process of what to wear to go vote. Do I go with my red, the color of the Pete and Lula, or do I go with something that will recover what we lost in these last four years? Green and yellow are not just theirs. We have to reclaim what we find precious. We have to recover what we're losing in the Amazon, respect for women. All of that led to the symbolic choice to wear this shirt. That is yellow and green, but also Lula. And to have Brazil on my chest, because that's how we're going to win. We have to fight for what we love. 
I thought that was so beautiful. Like, why are a bunch of awful Bolsonaristas going to take away my favorite colors from me? I should be allowed to wear them too. So I hope that it goes back to to very different meaning than than the way it's been going lately. I wanted to ask you also, Monty, because um, when Argentina hosted the World Cup, it was in the middle of a dictatorship too. And I'm curious how, you know, you use it with that and how you've, you know, been taught about that, that relationship, that, that sports and politics relationship. For the team that won that World Cup also, um, it was kind of a, I guess, a difference compared to what happened with Pele because all the players on that team um, in 1978, Argentina won the World Cup. There was a dictatorship in Argentina from 1975, 1976 to 1983. Um, the, the players on that team, they always felt like they were the, um, the forgotten team. And that World Cup in general was used to put Argentina on this pedestal. Like they were, nothing was wrong. Everything was, was going great in the country. Um, and, and, and it wasn't true. Um, but eight years later, Argentina wins the World Cup again with Maradona with, uh, in Mexico. And for a lot of people, that was the one that they identified with more. And a lot of the players felt like they were kind of forgotten because it was kind of a touchy subject of, of celebrating. The people blended celebrating what happened on the field with celebrating the country. And that was the issue um, for a lot of those players. I, I think as you get further away from it, more and more people remember the legends from 1978. Um, and and yeah, there was uh, there was actually a player from Argentina who um, he was playing in England uh, during 1982. Uh, in 1982, there was this war for Las Islas Malvinas with the English. And he even had his own conflicts internally because in Argentina, it was like, you're a traitor, you live in England. Um, but in England, it was like, you're a traitor because you're Argentinian. Um, so it was interesting to see. And, and uh, I might actually just ask you too about Pele because there are times where we expect to, you know, athletes to step up. And, and a lot of athletes historically have done it um, a lot, you know, all over the world in, in different sports. Uh, but the one example in, in, in seeing your notes beforehand and, and, and talking, because I saw the, the documentary about, about Pele also, I remember there was the documentary with Michael Jordan and uh, the one that came out in 2020, um, The Last Dance. And one of the things they talked about was why didn't he speak up very much um, just politically during his career? And a lot of the question was, well, just as a black man in the United States, sometimes it's in your head and you're kind of just like, you can't. And, and you've you know you grew up in this like fear or or whatever you know and and as a white passing male i can't put my mindset into that so i that is the one thing with with Berlin, and obviously not trying to find excuses because like you said he did afterwards not really cover up and, and and apologize for it but there is that that i don't know that that expectation that we have of why aren't athletes doing more and there's times where yeah i, I i'm not sure i'm not sure um you know if, if Pele was somebody, like, what he was going through on the day-to-day. -day. I mean, maybe he was, yeah, I, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure there's even a question in there. But I think there's kind of, um, it's an interesting conversation. I, I do, I mean, I do appreciate when athletes do step up and, and have, use their platform. And we do see it more and more today. Um, I'm just curious, like you, I wasn't around back then. 
was that a norm? I mean, Muhammad Ali was the best example of somebody that back then was like very, very vocal. Um, but on a general platform around the world, how much of that was going on? I don't, I don't, I don't I'm not sure. Um, and I'm sure a listener is probably listening to this and they're just like, listen out a li- like this person did and that like, perfect. That's, that's why I like doing this podcast because we get informed. Um, but yeah, I mean, from all of that, that I just said, what, what do you, do you have? What are your thoughts there? Um, I mean, my first thought is that I'm not, I'm not, I don't think the world is either or was asking him to be a revolutionary. You know, if he had done nothing, that would have been, that wouldn't have been ideal. But he actively agreed to meet with a dictator and uh, pose with photos, uh, pose for photos with him, sorry. So that's where, that's, that's the unforgivable thing. No, that makes and that makes that makes total sense too. Um, yeah, because at the same time, I mean, Bailey had such a, you know, so much power back then too that you would think he could have just said no and and not have done it. Um, and then I also want to repeat the quote that you you mentioned of Bailey older and his because I, yeah, I was I was also kind of like surprised that that was his response too, especially knowing what happened, um, and and knowing just you know the atrocities that were going on behind the scenes to just be like i mean my life was fine it's like that's kind of a not a great comment to have um but my my next question here then um is talking about bailey as a global icon because one good thing that came out of 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 him being a global icon was that he was he was the first black global uh, global star you know um I, or one of the first black glo- global stars, one of the first black uh, sports stars like around the world. Um, what do you think about that? And, and, and how much that, that, you know, the conversation too of what is a Latino and, and what is Latin America? Like he was Afro Latino. He was, yeah. What do you think, you know, what, what kind of message do you think that, that gives to, to the world of, of Bele as that, you know, one of the earliest black global icons? Yeah, that's huge. You, that's a huge part of his legacy, a really important part of his legacy. And yeah, he's a hero to so many. He's a hero to the whole world. There is, um, there's a story about this uh, famous Brazilian photographer, Sebastião Salgado, and he um, talks about how. He was in, I believe, Rwanda. And um, people ended up thinking that he was French. And uh, he was going to maybe die. You know, they were maybe going to kill him. And he was trying to think of how to convey, you know, where he was from. And he just started saying, Pele, Pele. And they got it. They 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 understood, and he you know is fine, was fine. So there's like so many stories like that about how you know admired he was all over the world um, by young black athletes, by everyone. No, I I, I agree. I agree.
before we sign off here, are there any uh, last last notes, messages that you'd like to leave for, for our listeners? Yeah. Um, you know, when we talk about this Brazil-Argentina rivalry, who's the best in the world, Pelé or Maradona, I think it's important and it's sweet to remember that they were friends. And one of the things I did when Pelé passed away was I went back and I read his tribute to Maradona. Um, and I recommend you all read it because it was really beautiful. And um, I'm not going to, I'm not quoting this directly, so forgive me because it won't be the exact language. But he basically said uh, that he would be, you know, pumping his fist in the air, celebrating because for the first time um, he and Maradona would be on the same team playing together in heaven so yeah that's really sweet yeah i you know for sure um whatever way you believe any any afterlife uh than and bede are definitely playing soccer together right now which is a nice nice little little way to end this here uh Mara, thank you so much for 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 hopping on and having this conversation with me about um again more than just these two people um these two like you know the sport of soccer or, or or anything it's it's kind of just talking about you know the pride that we have with our own countries um and and kind of seeing what at least these people did for our countries good and bad and 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 definitely we talked about those things because just like any human being there's always uh, skeletons in the closet <laughs> but thank you so much for for hopping on this this episode and and i appreciate it thank you Monty. As the podcast of the community newspaper El Tecolote, we think hearing from you is important. So please leave us a comment, rating, and share our podcast to other members of the community. Thank you.